We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. You may have noticed there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. So that can you see your coworkers cracking open at your 9 a.m. meeting? It isn't beer. It's liquid death. So why is this water called liquid death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Drinking water from a freezing cold can is actually way more refreshing than a bottle. Trust me. Plus, it is way better for the environment and the economy. They're still, they're sparkling, mango chainsaw, buried alive, and my personal favorite, severed lime. And they are now armed with three grams of agave nectar for even more brutal flavor. So I'm going to enjoy this can of lime, and you can go get Liquid Death at your local Target, Walmart, or 7-Eleven. Or you can find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast 
All right, here we go. This will be fun. It's the Pack a Day podcast, your Monday edition, both on the YouTube side and the audio side, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Um, I don't even know where to start. No Andy Herman today. I guess we can start there. He's enjoying sunny Florida. It was sunny Wisconsin, except in the more aroma of depression and disappointment in the Green Bay area, which Andy Herman's used to. I'm Alex Strofe in for Andy alongside, per usual, the great Perry Goldstein. Uh, Perry, you're great. The Packers, not so much as they lose three in a row, the third in a row. They lose Sunday to the Washington Commanders, a final of 23 to 21. The Packers now three and four. Woof on the season as they get ready for Buffalo next Sunday. We thought we'd be sitting here saying they'd be six and one going into Buffalo. Perry, they're now three and four, losers of three in a row. Uh, the offense horrible, the defense not so good. Uh, it may be a little bit better if it wasn't for a penalty. Pat O'Donnell was good when he was out there punting. I don't know what to make of this game. I don't know what to make of this team. The floor is yours. This team is a train wreck. Yeah. This team is just an absolute train wreck. And it's one of those like car accidents where you just simply can't look away. And you know that driving by is going to make like traffic worse behind you, but you just yeah. like have to slow down and slow down. turn away. Like it's so bad. Like I think that if you had told me the way this early part of the season would play out would have played out before the season started I would have said there's no way like there's simply no way the Giants the Jets the Commanders I mean you're talking about Giants and the Jets are have obviously become um good football teams this season like the Commanders are bottom of the barrel yeah this is this this is you're losing to one of the worst teams in the league right now, which means that you are bottom of the barrel. The Packers are a bad football team right now. They are not playing well at all. Like this team can only with Aaron Rodgers at the helm can only score 14 points yeah. all game. Are you yeah. kidding? Like, are you kidding? And really there we'll get into it, I guess, but I don't even know. I, I, the last three weeks have been me trying to rack my brain, trying to figure out what they can do. And I have no answers. No, I don't either, Perry. I, I wish I could make you feel better. I wish I could make myself feel better. And I'm, I wish I could make everybody hanging out with us feel better. Look, it's a bad football team. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think last week was when I came to that realization against the Jets. Like, yeah, I don't think there's a good football team. And uh, then they doubled down with stupid uh, here, in, here in week number seven. Uh, the second half was just atrocious from an offensive standpoint. And to your point, right, it was 10 points last week against the Jets. It's 14, 21 overall, obviously seven of them coming defensively. 14 for the Packers offense this week. I, I know there's no Devontae Adams. I know there's no MVS this year. But I don't know where MVP Aaron Rodgers went, right? Like, I can sit here, and I would still, and maybe we'll get into it, make the case for trading for a wide receiver as the trade deadline's next week. But if Aaron Rodgers is going to underthrow or overthrow or whatever, I mean – Whatever he's been throwing out there, Perry, has not been good. It's not been Aaron Rodgers. Um, however, I won't entertain the the many tweets I saw after the game calling for Jordan Love to start. No, we're Buffalo. not there yet. We're, <laughs> no, not we're, there. Not, we're not there yet. But it's no. been bad. It has been bad with Aaron Rodgers, which is confusing. Aaron Jones is a superstar. He's a playmaker. But but really one of the few positives uh, you can take away during this three-game losing streak. There are very few positives. Yeah. Like very few. Aaron Jones and Rashawn Gary are probably my only shining moments. I, I will say, like, this defense is probably doing everything that they possibly can right now. Yeah. But, like, if your offense cannot stay on the field, when your offense can't convert a third down, 
all game. I mean, how much more can you expect from them? They were only in this game because of a Devondre Campbell pick six. Like, and I get it. You know, a Rasul Douglas scoop and score was negated off of a very, very ticky tacky penalty. (laughs) But again, you cannot trot out there, be and expect to be considered any kind of contender when you're only scoring because of your defense, like that's simply unacceptable. So I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers either. I have been saying this for a couple weeks now, and I'm really like loath to blame him because Rodgers has been and is one of the greatest players to ever play this sport. However, he's playing really, really poorly this year. <laughs> he's playing really bad. He cannot yeah. go to the flat as simply at all. He is missing guys. And I think for me, it's the attitude. There's no accountability at all. Like you are missing guys. You are being inaccurate. You are throwing bad balls to your receivers who aren't Devonte Adams. They need you to be a little bit better. You need to elevate these young guys. You are not doing that. And then you're yelling at them. Like I'm just, there's just the whole thing feels really, really gross. Yeah, no, it does. And I'm glad you brought up the accountability side of it because it, it is, it, I watched his press conference. He went about nine minutes after the game and zero accountability for his mistakes. It was, it was the mental errors of the guys on the offense. It was, you know, I'll have to look back at the tape, but literally no accountability. And to your point, he looks at Matt LaFleur after under throwing Romeo Dobbs and yells, what are we doing? I agree, Aaron Rodgers. What are we doing? What are this, you doing? Right? This, what are you doing? This this offense makes absolutely, and I, I texted this to you during the game, Perry. I, this offense makes no sense to me. And Aaron Nagler, of, of course, of Cheesehead TV, which you may be listening to us on, um, tweeted this during the game at halftime. You know, what if that first half was the good half? <laughs> and damn it, Perry, he was right. I mean, it, the, yeah. the the piss poor first half was undermined by the second half, which was even worse for this offense. You mentioned the zero and six efficiency on third down. Obviously, zero and one on that third or on that fourth down late. But zero of seven in those situations is just totally unacceptable. And I did this the last time I, I was with you, probably about a month ago after one of the losses, maybe the Minnesota loss. It was just like the three and outs, the three and outs, the bad play calling. That was a little bit better. Aaron Jones was a little bit more involved today, Perry, but still not a ton. He only had eight carries in this game, right? But luckily, unacceptable. it it just makes no sense still. And I get, you know, you're playing from behind in in the second half. You you went to, or excuse me, in the, you know, late in the second half uh, as the Washington commanders went up in the third quarter, but you still got to get Aaron Jones involved as much as he can. And he was a little bit more involved today, but still by looking at the box score, it was worse than I thought it was initially. You don't change your entire game plan when you're down by three. I'm sorry. Correct. You just, you don't, you're not down by three scores. You're down by a field goal against the Washington commanders. (laughs) You want to still feed Aaron Jones. You've got a quarter and a half left of football. Clock's not a problem. It's just, look, I get commander's front is ferocious they were having a hard time running the ball like through the tap uh sorry through through the interior find other ways to get him involved he got involved a little bit in the passing game great it just you can't play that unbalanced I think that was like my takeaway from it is you are playing so unbalanced therefore you are and this has been a thing all season you are basically showing your hand at that point to the defense 
They know exactly what you're going to do. So, of course, they're going to stop the passing game because you aren't running the ball at all. Even if you're running ineffectively, you still need to balance things out. And you know that Aaron Jones is the kind of player who's going to get one, let one rip if he gets those opportunities. I say the same thing. Everyone's been asking, you know, what's up with A.J. Dillon this season? A.J. Dillon is a rhythm back, right? A.J. Dillon has said it himself. He's like, I need consistency in my game in order to start to gain those yards. And he's not being used consistently at all. So he's not showing us what he can do. And then in situations where you have him specifically for this, for fourth and two, for three and two, then you throw the ball 15 yards down the field. Like nothing is making sense. And it's the offense is just really painful to watch right now. Everything feels really difficult. And the only time they're able to get downfield is a handful of chunk plays and penalties. And there's no, like, there's no rhythm. Even the scripted plays, it's just very difficult. No, rhythm is the perfect word choice. I was just going to say, I I haven't felt that from the Packers offense as a whole at all this season through seven weeks, which is really odd. Uh, I, I go back and said it was worse than I thought it was. 35 passes to 12 carries on the day for the Green Bay Packers. Bad. Worse than I thought it was. 12 carries, only four for A.J. Dillon and zero targets for A.J. Dillon. So completely underutilized uh, once again. And Aaron Jones had, had the beautiful touchdown catch in the fourth quarter. But that was about it, right? 12 carries, uh, you know, no touchdowns on the ground, 55 yards on the ground. It's just not enough. And, you know, when he got the ball in his hands, good thing, good things happened, Perry, right? Always. Like good things happened Always. when Aaron Jones had the ball in his hand and it's just not enough again. And this is the third, if not fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh, even straight week, we've said it hasn't been enough getting the ball in his hands. Uh, the offense, I, I don't know, you know, I, let me ask you this and it's kind of tongue, tongue in cheek, but I want to ask it regardless. Where are you on the on the Matt LaFleur trust meter? Are you losing trust in Matt LaFleur as, as both the, the head coach and the play caller of this team? No, I think it's really execution. Yeah. I like I appreciate Matt LaFleur for always coming to the podium with like legitimate logical explanations of what he's been doing. And there hasn't been anything that I'm sitting there saying I disagree with you. Maybe there are some in-game moments, but I'm not a head coach. I'm not on the field, right? For me, so much of this is execution. And we we have, you know, put some blame on Rodgers. We also need to talk about the drops, right? Yeah. Like, you can't <laughs> – You, I think Rodgers said it in his press or after the game as well. Like, we are not good enough to be making those drops and still be moving this offense forward. Like, they have no margin for error right now. Like, absolutely none. none. And, and there are too many drops. And – Look, you're you're at week seven now. There are no more rookie mistakes here. Like you, you have enough playing time. You've been in this offense now long enough. Like you cannot. You are on that field for your hands if you are a wide receiver or a tight end, unless you're <laughs> Mercedes Lewis. And you cannot be making drops and like completely derailing drives as well. So for me, it's way more execution than it is play calling. I think Matt Lafleur has get, gets enough benefit of the doubt from the last couple of seasons. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Um, you know, you talk about drops. I think Amari Rogers had one pretty late on, on one of the few deep thrown balls of the game. Yeah. And of course he had one early with the fumbled, well, muffed more so punt return uh, that, that led to a commander's touchdown. So uh, Amari Rogers rough game overall. Uh, it's been a rough couple of years for him. I, I, I think it's done for him. I think it probably should be done for him. I hate to call for somebody's job, but 
Amari Rogers just ain't it. Perry, I, I don't know where you're at on Amari Rogers, but couple a couple head scratching plays for him. Obviously, the, the the muffed punt return being the the most head scratching of them all. Why the hell is he still back there? I guess would be my question. How and many then, times do you have to make a mistake before you like? I've also this is another. I feel like I've been repeating myself for the last. Oh, couple. we're bro- we're all broken records but, after this like, three games. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing <laughs> over and over again and expecting different results, and that's how I feel with Amari Rogers back there. Like he has shown you that he cannot be trusted to secure the football. So why are you putting him back there, especially in a season with a team that even in the slightest hint of adversity, like a muffed punt and losing it to the opposing team deep in your own end zone, keeping them in the game, totally like switches the tide over. Momentum changes, the winds out of your sails. Like those are the things that are killing the Packers this season. So Instead of saying, let's be a little bit more conservative, let's try anybody else, we're putting somebody back there who isn't doing the job well, and it's like deeply impacting this team. Yeah, crucial mistake. I mean, it led to a loss today, right? If you want to look at and there's a couple things that led to a loss, but ultimately yeah. that didn't help, right? I mean, if you look at the margin of error, it was two points. Uh, that didn't help. So yeah, no, I don't get it. It doesn't help Christian Watson has been sidelined with that hamstring injury either. But nonetheless, it's just it's just not good enough. He's not cutting it. Uh, it, it. That felt like the straw that broke the camel's back. But then Alan Lazard went out with an injury. So then just to, due to lack of depth at that position, at least star players, Amari Rogers is on the field in the fourth quarter. And, yeah. and he's catching a pass for a first down. And then he got the opportunity for the deep ball that he's unable to reel in. This team is just so confusing, and and I, I just don't understand some of the. It seems like Twitter's been right this year, Parrot. That's the thing that bothers me the most because we're all idiots on our couches tweeting things into the ether, and yet we've been right on ninety nine percent of things this season. He, yeah, uh, this team has no identity. No, I don't know who they are. I don't think they know who they are. They don't play with any sense of urgency. And you heard it this week too at practice, how the energy was different, how they were ready for it. I saw some great quotes from like John Runyon Jr. Yeah. Right. About, and another one, I know we're going to talk about the offensive line, so maybe we can go there next, but another sure, one sure. JRJ said, right. Is that he feels really comfortable where he is at left guard. He likes okay. it. He doesn't want to be moved over. And then what does this team do? they they move him to right guard i'm like am i living in the upside down right now i i just i i look you put elton back in a place where he thrives and is comfortable but like elton can play right guard elton can play anywhere on the interior why not leave your guy where he's comfortable not have so much shifting right you have two guys who are going to stay where they've been all season and jared jared myers you put elton back at right guard and the tackles you do with whatever you want to. I thought it was an interesting choice to move Yash to right and not keep him at left and then have Tom at right, not an offensive line coach. I just think, like, keep your guys where they're most comfortable. There's just some, like, clear, like, miscommunication going on. I'm not sure about you guys, but it still catches me off guard when I walk down the water aisle at the grocery store and see these new tall boys that look like beer chilling out in the middle of the bottled water section. Of course, it's not actually beer. It's liquid death a new mountain spring water from the Alps that's available in still, sparkling, and three unique flavors. But why is it called Liquid Death, you may ask? Well, it's because Liquid Death donates 10% of their profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Even better is that the use of their aluminum Tallboy cans is also helpful, as aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. 
Friends, bottled water has always been boring to me, but there's absolutely nothing boring about liquid death. I love the crisp, refreshing pop of the can when I open it, and the water simply tastes better in a can than it does out of a bottle. Add in their three unique flavors. Personally, I love the lime, and the overall experience is infinitely better than any other water product. Plus, it just looks so much cooler holding a tall boy labeled Liquid Death that looks like you're holding a crisp, refreshing beer. So do me a favor and go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee. Or you can find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what that line looked like if David Bakhtiari is healthy and plays, which he didn't, and we'll get into that in a second. Uh, But yeah, I I, I think, you know, Rodgers, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he was sacked uh, Sunday, which was good. Uh, I think that's the first time in several weeks that's happened. So that's ultimately a good thing. I didn't think I didn't see anything that popped off the television screen that was like, "Whoa, this O line's the problem this week," which it certainly was last week. Uh, played part of the problem yeah. against the Jets, obviously. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of all of that. David Bakhtiari being out is certainly frustrating. I mean, because you thought we had him back, you thought he was good to go. He was he was doing that rotating thing for a few weeks. Then it was a full go, and now he's got a week off. I don't know why he's missing games again. That's certainly not a good sign of, of where he's at. Um, but ultimately, I get your point, right? Guy, I, I don't. I just don't know how much of it was due to circumstance 
and, and how much of it was due to just a, a personal choice by, by the O-line coach and, and by, by uh, Stenovich, the OC. Yeah, I think continuity is just really, really important on the offensive line, right? Fair. You have to – continuity between the five of you, continuity with Rodgers, with your backs, and when you're making that many changes for a team that – is just struggling with consistency across the board. It just didn't feel like a recipe for success. Now, I do agree with you. I thought the line played fine considering how good this commander's front is. So whatever they did, they they executed well enough, maybe mm-hmm. not in the run game necessarily, but you're right. Rogers stayed upright, so kudos to them. Um I just feel like the Packers are kind of grasping for something, (laughs) some change, some one thing that's going to like make everything click. And I just don't know if there's, there is that thing. I think it's going to have to be across the board with every single player, including Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is certainly a part of the problem. Um, The lack of receivers I still think is, is, is a huge problem, but I don't know. I I do. Right. Like, I I don't think it's a major problem, but it's certainly a problem offensively. When you lose Devontae, obviously that's one problem, but there's no stud. There's no true number one. Nobody can stay healthy. It seems Lazard goes out today again. uh, And you obviously had Watkins return, but he's on a snap count. Cabo's out. Like there's Christian Watson out again this week. So nobody can stay healthy in that room, it seems, number one. But number two, there's just not like a reliable number one. And we thought that would develop over time, and it seems like maybe it is with Romeo Dobbs. But uh, he hasn't done anything super impressive the last few weeks either. So, yeah, I I still think it's a problem. But what I was getting to, Perry, was I don't know that trading for a guy with deadline coming up necessarily makes a difference either. Right. So I, I, I don't know what the answer is. And that's why I'm not paid Brian Gutekunst money to make those decisions. But we knew this was going to be a problem, this offense. We didn't know it was going to be this big of a problem yeah. because nobody stepped up the way we expected them to. And, and I think that's, that's a, a huge part of the frustration. Rodgers is not playing MVP ball again, which is a huge part of the frustration. The O-line's been horrible most of the, most of the year, which is another uh, part of frustration. The one thing in that offense that has been good is Aaron Jones, and he's continually been under underutilized. So I, I don't know what to make of this offense. You use the term identity, which I love because it's the first time since the year McCarthy was fired that I felt we've gone this long into a season without knowing anything about this team, having yeah. any clue what this team is capable of. They can't put together two good quarters, two good halves, nothing. There's they no can't continuity. put together two good consecutive drives. Correct. They haven't done that since the Tampa Bay game. And that was only two drives and it was good enough to win them a game, right? Yeah. Like there is no continuity. There's no consistency. Uh, Mark Tauscher tweeted it uh, earlier today. He tweeted something along the lines of this offense has no answers. And I'm not sure they even know what the question is, right? Like, I, I think that's perfectly said. There's, there's no identity for this offense. This defense I think is good. Not great. It's good. Uh, but they're on the field too damn much. Uh, yeah. the, the commander's own time of possession. And it's, it's maybe the fourth or fifth time this year, the Packers have just gotten shredded in that department. It's so frustrating. It's so confusing. And it's so underwhelming for a team we thought, like I said earlier, would be six and one heading into this Sunday night game in Buffalo. They're three and four. They're under 500. The division looks like it might not even be in sight. Minnesota in an idle week, bye week this week. Um, so the record doesn't necessarily get better, but the Packers gets worse. So you fall even further behind in that race to a team that kicked your ass in week number one of this season. So 
I'm not feeling confident at all, Perry. I'm not even sure. And, and I can be overreacting. I might be. It's still Sunday night when we're recording. I'm not sure there's a playoff team. And the NFC isn't good. There's not a damn good team in this football league. The Eagles are good. The Giants might be good. That's about as long of a list as I've got, right? Like this, this yeah. is a weird NFL season. But the Packers are, are certainly not in that upper half of the league right now through seven weeks. And that is ultra concerning. I've seen amazing Aaron Rodgers efforts at the end of the season, the run the table season, the relaxed season. We've seen some amazing Rodgers uh, runs at the end of uh, seasons, but this is not a year that feels like that's possible, which is so disheartening and underwhelming as a Packers fan who knew the window was so short, right? You signed Rodgers to still what I think is a nonsensical, in some senses, uh, contract extension in the offseason. But it's, it's it, the window's so short, right? You've got two years, maybe three left with this MVP all-time great quarterback, and you haven't gone all in. And, and now that shows. You're three and four. Sorry, I just got to get that off my chest. That was a lot. Okay, yeah, let's unpack yeah. that. Um, I think we've said everything there is to say about the offense. Um, there's nothing that this offense is doing well right now. Yep. And unfortunately, I do think that, not unfortunately, the hard truth for Packers fans is that we have had one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game. And so we have always started every season, I think, at a, like a greater advantage to everybody else, regardless of the cast of characters that he's been has been around him. So the expectation is higher. And yet, and we go into the season, like you said, we knew this would be a work in progress, but nobody would have said it would be this bad because we have Aaron Rodgers. And then all of a sudden, you don't really have Aaron Rodgers, not in the true form of which that we are used to. And so maybe a little bit of the Aaron Aaron Rodgers magic was a really big Band-Aid for a lot of issues. And now we don't have that Band-Aid and there's a lot of bullet holes bleeding all over the place on this offense. Like, that's just how I feel because you're right. It's offensive line. It's wide receivers. It's him. It's time of possession. It's control of the ball. It's maybe a little bit play call. It's just, it's so, so many things. And there's no like foundation. There's no building blocks. There's, there's no nothing. I mean, you think that you can build around Aaron Jones, but then he doesn't get the touches that he wants. You're just like, I don't know where you start. And you always were able to start from Aaron Rodgers, Right. And you just, you're not seeing the ability to do that on the flip side. I do agree with you. Like this defense has shown what they can be. They're a little fickle. I, that's how I view them, right? They're a little fickle, but at the same time, you're right. They're on the field a lot. They're, they've been constantly playing from behind. They leave the offense plenty of opportunities to get ahead so they can kind of clamp down on teams. They can't do that. You are not going to hold teams to zero points every game, right? They're, they're still holding them to 17, 14, 21. Like you have to be able to win games and your defense does that for you. Right. Um, to your point about the playoffs, I agree. I don't think like we're going into week eight here. They're going to be three and five. Like there is simply no world in which they beat the bills off of the, off of the bills by. Right. So you're looking at a team that's three and five with no like real solution in sight. And I think this shit just spirals real, real fast. And I think it's really unfortunate. I, I didn't think the window was so shut. And now I'm sitting here thinking, Oh my gosh. 2020 and 2021 might have been it like they really might have been those opportunities and I'm such an optimist and I still want to say that it's early but the Packers haven't shown any incremental improvements right it's not like 
they, we've seen the flashes, even in the run the table season, you know, where you could kind of see it. Sure, and Aaron sure. Rodgers had that attitude, that sparkle in his eye, like, no, 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 we're going to be okay. There isn't any of that here. So right now I don't see them winning the division. They're so far behind at this point. They still have an opportunity to make it to the playoffs, like you said, because the NFC is just so garbage. But I do not, I do not think that this Packers team is at all a contender. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, incremental improvements was an interesting phrase to use there. And, and you know, that's that's something we relied on going into the season, right? We thought that's absolutely what would happen, especially offensively, which we've spent so much of our time on. Um, and we just haven't seen that, right? Like we've seen maybe some small flashes out of a guy like Romeo Dobbs, but nothing that, to ride home about, nothing to sit here and say, yes, this is a team that's capable of winning the NFC, finally getting over the hump. we're just not even close. We're not even in the the atmosphere of that. This is a team that can maybe sneak in and lose in the first round. Like that, that is the highest of my expectations through seven weeks, which is absolutely not what I'd be saying with Aaron Rodgers running the show. Um, He's taken a a sharp, sharp step back from the past two years, which is, which is maybe just the cherry on top of this disappointing uh, shit show. Excuse my French. Uh, let's wrap on this, Perry. You mentioned they don't have a chance at, at Buffalo. I was going to ask you to, to talk some optimism in the Packers nation because we so desperately need it. And I'm an eternal optimist. I don't think I'm capable of it. doesn't sound like you are either. Uh, expectations this week as, as we head to Buffalo, who's probably the best team in football. I'm terrified of this game. Yeah. I was terrified of this game before the season. I was terrified of it every week leading up, and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to watch <laughs> uh, I'm this this Buffalo team. It's so funny. You watch the Bills as such a like great counter example to the Packers, and like all the moves that they've made and the ability, like how they have Josh Allen now, and you just I think see a lot in the Bills that you would want to see from the Packers, like totally. guys yeah. like Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe Davis, who were nobody names who have like really stepped up and you're. You're looking at the Packers talent and like the potential that they have. And you're like, why can't we pull that out of them? Um, obviously Josh Allen is younger and has an arm that I, I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers still has the Packers again, I think have shown some signs of what they do. Well, I wish they would stay on script with that and not get away from what they do. Well, I just, I don't have a lot of faith in this team right now at all. And you mentioned it earlier and it's too early for Jordan love, but I think at some point this season, depending on what the record is come November, December Packers also have a huge decision with him, right? Like they're going into a huge decision with him. So if this ain't the year, you might as well go see what you got. Right. If you're five and nine, like, Oh, yeah, God, and I hate, I, hate to look that far. I hate to look that far ahead. I hate to give up on this team, and I'm not. I'm not giving up on this team because I don't want them to give up on themselves. So if I'm a fan and I want to be, like, reflective of what I want my team to be, I want to be positive for them. I'm going to continue to cheer for them, and I want them to rally around themselves in this locker room. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I guess the silver lining is, well, if this season goes to shit – there's so much left for them to still see. Like there's a lot that we can gain from this season, if you will, even if it's not a playoff season, if it's not a Super Bowl season, like I think there's still a lot you can get out of this for the future. 
that's so not positive. I'm sorry. No, it's not, but, but it's fine. They're three and four. This is not where we expected we'd be at all. Right. Um, and the record doesn't even reflect like, honestly, how bad they're playing. No, you're right. You're right. That, that win against Tampa Bay looked really sexy when it happened. And now it looks like, Oh yeah, these well, are just two the really bucks bad are teams. Bad. That's the what I'm bucks are also three and four and bad. That's what I'm saying. Looking back in and now it's like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Right. But like when it happened, we were like, Oh yeah, huge win. Right. Huge momentum win. Uh, despite you know the, the shitty second half it was in that game but I, I I am so I'm so taken aback by the tailspin this team has gone on um and, and you know if, if we go and win in Buffalo on Sunday I, I'm making Andy take this episode off the record this is a, <laughs> an episode that gets burned because Aaron Rodgers said it in his, in his presser that we keep referring to right like maybe this is the best thing for this team they lose three in a row they get embarrassed a couple weeks straight Maybe if they go to Buffalo, get embarrassed, that is the sign of, okay, we got to turn this around real fast. Yeah. That's the only optimistic spin I can put on it, courtesy of Aaron Rodgers. So uh, Packers fall 23-21 to Washington. Uh, not a very happy episode. Not a very happy state of the Packers right now uh, as, as they go to play the best team in, the, in football uh, later this week. At Perry Understore, Goldstein is where you can find her. Perry, tell us about all the awesome stuff you're doing. Sure. So if you want to continue commiserating with me, <laughs> Maggie and I will be uh, back with our recap show um, Monday nights as normal on Pax What She Said podcast. We will have our preview show of the Bills come out later this week as normal. Um, yeah, just just come join us in trying to figure out what the heck is going on with this team and our twice weekly episodes at PWSS podcast on Twitter. Awesome. Uh, yeah, going to be some really happy episodes this week, I would imagine, on the PAX, which she said. Podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really, really yeah. uplifting stuff, given the uh, state of this team. Um, Alex Strove, you can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore Strove. Thanks so much for uh, for letting us bucket dump a little bit here on the therapy edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Uh, as always, Perry. Go pack them. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.